Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Movies, and I'm Jason Connell. On the show today, I'm talking about American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story movie that came out in 2021. Very excited to talk about this. I love a good football movie, and this is definitely one of them. I've got to say, I just saw this movie last night. And before I talk any further, I do want to go backwards and talk about a few football movies that I love and cherish and watch as often as I can. Just a few in no specific order. I'll start oldest to newest. First being North Dallas 40. Came out in 1979. Starred Nick Nolte. Directed by Ted Kotcheff, who also did First Blood. A fantastic film. No other football movies like this. I highly recommend watching it. If you haven't, probably need to come back and do a deep dive into this movie at some point in time. Then there's Rudy, 1993. Sean Austin plays Daniel Rudiger, based on a true story. Heartwarming, incredible. I saw this movie in the theater when it came out. Cried several times. Wouldn't even look at my friend. We were like sitting one seat apart and neither one of us would look at each other. A lot of touching moments in that movie, directed by David Anspa, who also did Hoosiers. Very similar themes. I think both scores were, were done by Jerry Goldsmith, if I'm not mistaken. Wonderful film. Then Any Given Sunday, 1999. Huge cast, but top of the bill, Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, directed by Oliver Stone. Of course, you know the name. Platoon, Wall Street, JFK, so many more. Great film. Really in your face, fast edits, shows football like you haven't seen in movies, at least to that point in time. And then Invincible. 2006. I really enjoyed this movie. Disney put it out. Had Mark Wahlberg as Vince Papelli, who was like a walk-on, who was a local football player in Philadelphia, got a chance to play for the Eagles on special teams, made a play here and there. I think he scored a touchdown. I know him and Rudy didn't do a lot. They weren't these big names like Kurt Warner, but they were still well-done movies and very inspirational. And also in that movie, Greg Kinnear plays Dick Vermeil, the coach of the Eagles at the time. We'll get back to that. Vermeil has a, a place in American Underdog as well. So as for Kurt Warner, I watched his career from its inception, at least his NFL career, that is. He didn't play for my team, but I knew his career inside and out, the three teams he played for, the success he had, where he came from, his humble beginnings. And he is the only undrafted player to be named NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP. And thus, he is considered the NFL's greatest undrafted player. Absolutely. Some get in the league, sure, but few, none, except for Kurt, go on and have this type of success he had. As for the movie, American Underdog comes out in 2021. Now, it didn't come out by Disney. In fact, I was like, who's going to direct this movie? Who, you know, who is this? Well, it's a directing duo and they're brothers. And Andrew Irwin, John Irwin, they made a lot of faith-based movies. So I wasn't familiar with them, but did a great job. I'm really impressed. There was a book that this film was based on. It was written by Kurt Warner and Michael Silver, and that's entitled All Things Possible. Might have to check that out. And the screenplay was written by David Aaron Cohen, John Irwin, one of the directors, and John Gunn. Now, I knew that name because he's also a director. 
And we played one of his films at the Los Angeles United Film Festival in 2009, and that was Like Dandelion Dust. Great film, very touching, super cast, Barry Pepper, Mira Servino, Oscar winner, and Cole Hauser. Anyway, really neat how there's always a connection to somewhere. Six degrees. The genre, biography, sports drama, ratings, 7.5 on IMDb, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fantastic. The release date was December 25th, Christmas Day, 2021. Now, the synopsis for this movie is the story of NFL MVP and Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner, who went from stocking shelves at a supermarket to becoming an American football star. Yeah, pretty accurate. That's exactly what happened. I remember when he got his start, and that's all anyone could talk about. Like, who's this guy? This He was working in a supermarket two seconds ago, and he also played in the Arena League. So we all knew his story, and then we just continued to see this ascent. And it was like, too good to be true. It was almost like as if it was happening, a Disney movie was unfolding before our very eyes, and and that's what happened. And then he maintained it. So amazing. But uh, as for the cast, Zachary Levi plays Kurt Warner. He was in shows like Chuck. He played Chuck. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and the movie Shazam. I'm not that familiar with him, but I've got to tell you, he truly embodied Kurt Warner. The mannerisms. I mean, Kurt Warner is very understated. He's not super animated. You know, he's methodical. And Zachary, amazing. Better than I ever would have imagined. Also, there's Anna Paquin, who I've always loved. She plays Brenda Mione, who is Kurt's wife. You may know her from The Piano, in which she won Best Actress in a Supporting Role, an Oscar. Well done. Also in the show True Blood and The Affair and many other things. Then there's Dennis Quaid. Loved Dennis Quaid. He plays Dick Vermeil in this movie. So, and the other movie, Invincible, it was Greg Kinnear. This is an older Vermeil. He'd left the Philadelphia Eagles. He's now at the St. Louis Rams, who are now the Los Angeles Rams. And of course, you know Quaid from movies like Breaking Away, Inner Space, Everybody's All American, also a football movie. He's also in Any Given Sunday. He plays a quarterback. And The Rookie, which is a Disney movie about a real-life pitcher getting his chance in the big league, so another biography sports drama, and The Day After Tomorrow, and many other films. Then there's Chance Kelly, who plays Mike Martz, Mike Martz being the offensive coordinator of the St. Louis Rams, later became the head coach of the St. Louis Rams. He's in shows like House of Cards, Ray Donovan, Billions, all shows I enjoy and watch, and Bruce McGill. Always love McGill. He plays Jim Foster, the coach of the arena football team, Iowa Barnstormers. And he's in movies like Animal House, TV show MacGyver, classic movie, Cliffhanger, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Great cast. And there's many more, but that's kind of like highlighting the top five. And as for the movie, Levi and Paquin were outstanding in this, as the movie really focuses on this relationship of Kurt and Brenda. I mean, that's really a lot of the movie. Brenda's this ex-military woman left by her husband, raising two kids. One of the kids is blind, lives with her parents. They're just trying to make ends meet. And she stumbles onto Kurt and there's an instant connection. You know, Kurt's in college, college quarterback, and immediately he pursues her. He bonds with her, bonds with the kids. 
And it really gives him a foundation and a strength. And you see that. And it kind of always knew that. You heard these stories. There was always stuff talked about Kurt Warner. And the media was just really fixated on this relationship. I remember watching him play and they would zoom to the stands to see Brenda and the kids. It was just, the story was everyone's story. And so it's neat to see more than I knew before, to see how the kids were. I didn't know one of the kids was blind. And there's some really touching scenes. I've got to tell you, I'm not a big softy unless they really get it right. Kids and pets or dogs, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, really nice moments in this movie as you get to know Kurt more. And again, he's playing football for Northern Iowa. He was there like five years, but he finally gets to start his fifth season, his final season, and really kind of proved to himself that he can make it as a quarterback in the NFL. It's another story, but he definitely finally gets a chance to shine and this dream may become a reality, but at worst case, he got a chance to play collegiate ball. And out of nowhere, he gets signed by the Packers. Now, this is a story I've heard by so many different people and so many different podcasts and read in books, but he goes there, he's not ready, he's nervous, he doesn't go in and even do anything in the movie. I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but he's at training camp. They ask him to go in and throw some balls. And he's like, I don't know the plays yet. Well, two days into it, he's cut. He's out. And NFL is gone. Well, he moves in with Brenda and her family and takes this job at the grocery store, which we all knew he was stocking shelves at night, the graveyard shift. I mean, that's tough work, but he's in this relationship. He's got responsibility. There's already kids there. And while that's going on, Brenda's parents moved to Arkansas and they are killed in a tornado. True story. Tragic moment in the movie. Really bonds them more. And listen, growing up in Oklahoma, we dealt with tornadoes. When I was a kid, one came through our property. We all took cover in the bathtub in our house. It sounded like our house was coming down. My father's truck was pulled hundreds of feet. It made it, but it was just pulled, these big ruts. Our dogs got thrown to the back of the property. They were okay. Our boat was shattered. It flipped over neighbors' homes. It killed neighbors. It it was devastating. I was an early teen, and I, I thought that was it. It was the scariest thing ever. It was an F5 at the back of our property, and little F1s were spinning around. So just having that close call with the tornado, I... I'm terrified of them. And um, it was a very tragic moment in this movie because I didn't know that really happened. And so then Kurt and Brenda, they struggle to pay the bills. They're just trying to make it. They got these two kids. You have this guy who has this dream that is so far-fetched. When you see the situation he's in, it's like, give it up, dude. Help this family. You've got to move on. And out of nowhere, arena football calls. And I remember arena football. It was a hot deal for a while. It still may be going on. I'm not into that type of pro football, really. But my hometown, Tulsa, Oklahoma, we had an arena team. It was like a league below the main arena. It was a Tulsa Talons. I went to a few games. It's gimmicky. But heck, if you're an up-and-comer or just trying to make it and stay active and get some eyeballs on you, people playing it. And Kurt Warner did. And he played three seasons with the Iowa Barnstormers and had a lot of success. Got them to the Arena Bowl. They lost a very, very close game. And with the success there, he gets signed by the Rams. 
So in the 1999 season, I remember this vividly, Rams quarterback Trent Green, who was an ex-Washington Redskin, now Washington football team, soon to be another name, but he goes down in the preseason with an ACL injury and he's out. And Kurt Warner is next man up. And it's like, can this guy uh, do the job? Well, here comes his undrafted ex-stock boy. And he bonds with Vermeil and Martz. And, and the movie kind of really just focuses on the first NFL game. I mean, he plays in that preseason game. He comes in for him. But it's really the first game of the season, 1999. And it's this great back and forth with a very good Ravens team at the time. The next year, they would win the Super Bowl. And they had this incredible defense. Well, he beats them. Not just he, but the Rams. But Kurt Warner has a great game, leads them to victory, and they know they have their quarterback. And I have to say, they got the football right. There's not a ton of football in the movie, but the football they have, I really enjoy. Like him in college a little bit, some scenes in the Arena League, which is a super fast moving game compared to the NFL or even college. And then that game in particular, you have a Ray Lewis, who's Hall of Famer, linebacker for the Ravens, picks him off and... Really, they have a back and forth, and then they kind of weave in archived footage of the actual game and Kurt Warner and Dick Vermeil and just kind of what was going on. And then they speed you forward and show you just a little bit what happened that year, because that was just game one. They went one and zero. Well, they wound up going thirteen and three. They became known as the greatest show on turf. He became NFL MVP. They won a Super Bowl title, beating the Tennessee Titans. Kurt Warner threw for 414 yards, two touchdowns, and he was also named the Super Bowl MVP that year. It wasn't like he went there and they went a few years. and It all happened that year. It's insane. And I remember seeing their record climb and thinking, ah, these are paper champions. There's no way these Rams hold up. And they did. They had some playmakers. They were a very, very good team with Marshall Falk in the backfield. They had Torrey Holt. They had so many other players. The defense was tough as well. So uh, it was amazing. And they held on. They came back in 2001. Now Vermil left. He retired again and then later went to the Chiefs. And then Trent Green joined him at the Chiefs. But in 2001, Kurt Warner was NFL MVP again, went back to the Super Bowl but lost a heartbreaker to the Patriots. It was a tie game, and the Patriots kicked that last-second field goal, which started their dynasty. He still threw for 365 yards, one touchdown. Heartbreaker. I mean, they were on the verge of being called a dynasty, and they lose. And then the Patriots dynasty starts to take over. And I also want to mention Isaac Bruce was on that team, an amazing wide receiver. And then Kurt Warner goes to the Giants, for a year, and then goes to the Cardinals and kind of has a resurgence there. And in the 2008 season, goes back to the Super Bowl, and they lose to the Steelers in an incredible game, epic game. Kurt Warner threw for 377 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, if it wasn't for a last-second Ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben toss, shoestring catch in the end zone, they're champs again. I mean, not again. Kurt Warner is, and the Cardinals would have won their first Super Bowl, but amazing. And then in 2017, he's inducted into the Hall of Fame. Also, I should say, in 2000, he was rewarded with a $47 million contract. So here's a guy that couldn't even pay the bills for his family, now providing you know generational wealth. 
just incredible. So at the end of the movie too, you see like Kurt Warner and Brenda, they wound up having seven kids together. So she had her original two, which she adopts. They have five more. Some are playing college football. And in the end, the movie is really just about pursuing and achieving your dream in life. And it's just amazing. He met her, Brenda, at the right time. Brenda met Kurt at the right time. And without each other, I don't know what path they're on. It was that union was really, really strong. And it was definitely the core of this movie. And there was a lot of touching moments. I caught myself wiping my eyes several times. So I didn't know what to expect. And I was very pleasantly surprised. I highly recommend seeing it. Uh, American Underdog is not just a good football movie, but it's just a really good uplifting movie about pursuing one's dream and overcoming obstacles. So without further ado, please enjoy American Underdog. So thank you so much for listening, and please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Movies podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Movies YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Movies social media platform. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting justcuriousmedia.com.